Hello, everyone, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 28. Doge, it is good to have you back, buddy. How are you? Doing great. It's good to be back. We had a nice little all-star break, uh, but it was fun listening to you guys. Uh, Trev joined us last time, and he did a great job, but uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Looking forward to today. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say, it's quite an honor that you got selected to the all-star game. Um, just want to say congratulations, so hope you yeah, enjoyed the weekend. Good. Yeah, it was great. It's a great time. Uh, LeBron's always been a great guy. Uh, you know, I go way back, but you know. Yeah, you guys do go pretty far back. That's it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dill, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty well, Tej. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, man. Cannot complain. Doge, it's great to hear your voice, bud. Oh, it's great to hear yours, as always. As always. As always. Well, everyone, this podcast is brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network, home of the clubhouse, like I said, and the Pick and Roll Report. I know they've got uh, some good guests coming up. I think they just landed a pretty big one, pretty a big soccer star potentially, so be on the lookout for that. And I know we've got an incredible show for you guys here, so let's keep it rolling. But first, here's what our show is going to look like. We've got quarter one with some NBA All-Star recap. Quarter two is going to be MLS season opener and just a little predictions for some of that. Quarter three is going to be the MLB offseason and some of the signings. And then quarter four, we're going to keep it up with our friendly wagers. we got some great ones for you. So stay tuned for that. But first, got to warm it up. And I'm going to swing it to Doge because I know he's hot coming off of All-Star weekend. What do you got for us, buddy? Oh, yeah. I'm going to warm it up with a little bit of shouts to Chris Paul. Last night, he hit the 9,000 assist mark. Only the eighth player to ever do it. Point God. Uh, yep. He did it while putting up 23 points and 17 assists against the Warriors without James Harden. The Rockets came away with the W, so huge night for Chris Paul, and uh, I saw some video after they got the W, and then he, in the back hallways of the Staples Center, was was doing a workout post-game, so he's always grinding. Sure. Gotta love yeah. it. Big D, warm it up for me. What do you got? All right, so doing a, uh, a normal Big D warm-up, and for those who don't know, um, I like to take my time with my warm-up, so I got a couple things here for NCAA basketball. By take his time, it means he likes to take for freaking ever, so. So, all right. First thing. Last night, Texas Tech taking it to Kansas. Killed. They just, I mean, that was absolutely it wasn't fun to watch. I mean, if you're a Texas Tech fan, it was. But, oh, for sure. But, I mean, if you're <clears throat> used to watching. like we are. Yeah, I mean, if you're used to Kansas having some sort of a competitive game, like that wasn't even. I had it on for 10 minutes, and it was already a 20-point game. Uh-huh. Speaking of which, ended up being a 29-point game, and in the first half, it was a 25-point difference. So Eesh. pretty much in the first half, they were like, here's the game, and uh, you know, in the second half, we're going to add a couple more points on. Um, one thing that was really interesting to see is from field goal per- uh, for a field goal percentage, they were 61% from the field, 62% from three. So I doubt that they're going to shoot like that in the tournament. So for people picking your brackets based off of that game, I doubt they're going to have that kind of shooting. Sure. On top of that, they held Kansas to only eight assists, which if you look at, they only had 19, which is, you know, for a college basketball game, that's okay. But for Kansas to only have eight assists, I doubt that's going to happen again. So once again. You can just a fluke game then, you're saying. I'm just saying I don't think that outcome is going to be – what you see in the tournament. Certainly not in Kansas. And I don't think that, yeah, I mean, that was at Texas Tech. 
Um, they've been good the past couple of years, and I think that everyone really who analyzes you know college basketball, and I'm not saying that I'm one of those people, but oh. a lot of those people were saying that Texas Tech was a guaranteed win. So moving on, Gonzaga, okay, 27-2. and two. And the thing that I really like here is that they're number one in point differential at 25.4 a game. Meanwhile, you got to take a look at it and say, okay, who are they playing? So that 25.4 game, I don't care who you're playing, is still a lot. Number two, three is Duke and Virginia. They're sitting at 18 and a half and 17 a game. So that's, you know, seeing those two teams up there, right. you know, with Gonzaga. And then just to throw in Nevada and Houston at four and five, because I think those are some of the teams that you guys are going to watch out for in the tournament, those top five there. I think there are some others as well that you need to talk about. Dude, do not sleep on Nevada, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, can't do it. But that's kind of got to lead me into something. ACC, Big Ten, SEC, Big 12. Those are the conferences that I'm seeing a lot of good play for or from. Right. Who do you guys have at the top right now for some of the best conferences? <clears throat> I mean, you've got to go with the, the ACC, you'd think, like with Duke and Virginia, North Carolina up there. like Louisville, too. I yeah, mean, first-year coach Chris Mack. Yeah, I mean... North Carolina? Yeah. I, Did you yeah. say that? Okay, yeah, Syracuse isn't bad. Like, they have good teams. I, I would say ACC, but what do you think, Doge? No, I agree. I think ACC is the strongest right now. And, I mean, they're, they're always very strong. Um, oh, yeah. You know, every once in a while, the Big Ten shows out a little bit with Michigan State. Michigan plays some good ball. Ohio State every once in a while gets in there. But, you know, they're not necessarily – I don't think they're as strong as ACC. SEC, not bad with uh, Tennessee and Kentucky and LSU. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Those three teams like, – They're not – has been heating up as of late. Sure. They have been. They had a great win against LSU, and uh, they just beat Missouri. So they had a couple a couple decent wins. Sure. Um, but the SEC is always classic, just kind of beats up on each other besides the, like, Kentucky's always good. Tennessee being good is a nice change of pace. They hadn't been as great for a while, so. Two weekends in a row, though, big, you know, key, for LSU. key losses on the road for Tennessee yeah. at UK and then yeah, no. at LSU. Yeah. So, um, that LSU-Tennessee game was fun to watch, though. Yeah. I don't know if you get any of the, uh, listeners out there were able to view that game, but that was a fun game to watch. Sure. Um. But yeah, something that, real quick. Oh yeah, one more shot. Somebody was talking about how Mike White has finally got this team to actually start playing offense, which is something that I've been harping on for two and a half, three years now. Sure. So let's see if it actually can continue into the not only SEC tournament but the NCAA tournament. Right. So anyway, that's a uh, that's a solid warm up. Oh yeah, I feel, you're ready to go. Yeah, the pipes are warm. Sure. Sure. All right, so um, I'll warm it up here real quick So I'm always ready to go, folks. And uh, throughout the drama, throughout all the quotes, throughout all the media attention, Kyrie's still believing in the Celtics. you got to love it. After our loss to the Bulls last Saturday, which, by the way, last time we played the Bulls, we blew them out in their biggest loss ever, and we scored like 145 on them. So it was kind of a little revenge game for the Bulls, mind you. So Levine and Markkinen had their both their career highs, I believe. And just killed us. They absolutely dominated us. <clears throat> and uh, Kyrie said after the game, I'm not worried at all. I really don't see anyone beating us in seven games. So really loving that confidence. So I'm looking forward to just beating everybody in seven games, I guess. So Tatum said it too uh, during the All-Star weekend, which is exciting. So 
kind of segueing into our next section, but loving the Celtics' confidence here, um, even after some tough losses recently. So now that we're all warmed up, especially Dill, he's warmed up, ready to rock and roll. We're going to roll into quarter one, which is our NBA All-Star recap. We go to our topic one. Whose win, excuse me, you think was more impressive? Jason Tatum in the skills challenge, uh, Diallo in the dunk contest, or Joe Harris in the three-point contest? So, Dill, I know you're warm and ready to go. I'm going to pass it to you first. What do you got? All right. I'll be lightning fast here. Oh. I think that after watching everything, Diallo and Joe Harris are almost equal for me. Wow. Except for that Diallo didn't really miss any dunks, I don't believe. Which, if you take a look at the field, everybody missed a bunch of dunks. Right. So I feel like with how impressive, impressive his dunks were, and the fact that his execution was that high, I think that you have to go Diallo as far as most impressive. Sure. Doge, what about you? Who do you think was more impressive this weekend, or this past weekend? Well, I did really like Diallo. Uh, I never thought I would see anyone dunk over Shaq. He got Ooh. a little bit of hand on there, but he didn't, like, fall <sighs> over him. Like, Dude, right. Like, I agree. Like, it was worth it. He, yeah. got, he yeah. gets up. That was, stable, that was a stabilization hand, for sure. Yeah, and he got and he got the Vince Carter, like, elbow inside the rim. Like, that was nice. So, but I think... I think just barely over that is Joe Harris had like the least likely odds of the entire field of three point contest to win. Uh, went against Steph in the final, took on the best, and, and still got the dub. Um, so I think Joe Harris is just a little bit more impressive, just because, like you guys said earlier, uh, there were a lot of other missed dunks. So I feel like even though Diallo did really well, you know, can go against maybe the best. Sure. Uh, the dunk contest, so I, I give the edge to Joe Harris there, which was really impressive, fun three-point contest to watch. I think Steph was salty, too. Yeah, I'm sure. Garrett, I mean, dude, if you're at home, you know, your hometown, you lose to Joe Harris, like, there are, there, there are a bunch of fans who I bet don't even know who he is. Right, oh, I'm sure. They're like, who the heck is right. Joe Harris, right. Good for Joe Harris. Hey, right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, first of all, fun fact before, speaking of the Vince Carter uh, arm hang, <clears throat> every player who's ever done that has won the dunk contest. Vince Carter did it, Blake Griffin did it, and now Diallo's done it. So they've all won. So be on the lookout. If you're trying to win the dunk contest, put your arm in the rim, hang on. You're going to get a 50, you're going to win. The thing I really <laughs> liked is how when he went over Shaq, his that legs. dunk was sick. Dude, Top to bottom, legs, that dunk was sick. When he split his legs to a V, they were perfectly symmetrical until he finished it, and it was just like, man. The jersey split was tight, too. While get, out on, just, get out of here. <clears throat> and he had a little preview of that, too. You know, yeah. He was like, watch this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he did it. Oh, certainly. That was dope. So I want to say, most impressive for me, I want to say Jason Tatum on the half-court shot to beat Trey Young, just because it was freaking sweet. But I'm going to have to agree with you, Doge. It's got to be Joe Harris. Like like you said, nobody thought he was going to win, including myself. I think we all mocked Joe Harris on the last pod. So shout out to you, Joe. We apologize. We'll never doubt on you again. I know I said Seth Curry, but uh, uh, that didn't work out too well. I also said I, whichever Steph brother goes second, or whichever Curry brother. So that was actually Steph. So, But it was Joe Harris, and I think that was more impressive because the hometown factor I thought was going to be a big 
big factor for the Curry brothers. So, <clears throat> true. either way, impressive weekend all around for all those guys. What a fun weekend for sure. So, moving on then to our second topic here for uh, the NBA All-Star Weekend. Do you guys think this new format where they're uh, picking captains and then uh, picking teams is like working with more people getting involved in the games being more fun? Um, or do you think they should revert back to the old style where it's just East versus West? So I'll kick it to you, Doze, first. What do you think? No, I really like the pickup feel of the games. Like my squad versus your squad. Oh, yeah. You get like a little bit of ownership um, instead of like you're kind of playing with like your rivals when it was East-West. It's like who you're seeing the most is who you're playing with. It's like, eh. Um, you know, I think it just makes the teams much more level, too. Like you said, uh I think I saw someone else probably going to talk about this too, but like, you know, the Western Conference right now, if you did East versus West, the West would just be so... They would slaughter them, dude. It wouldn't even be close. At least I think. Like, there's a couple good guys in the East, but like... There definitely are, but... Yeah, like the... You'd have like Paul George, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, LeBron James, like... (laughs) Right. Just some of the people from the West... Paul George, Anthony oh, like, Davis. Like, you can just keep going, you yeah, keep going. Anthony Davis, Jokic, yeah, like, they're all... Clay Thompson. Like, I think you already said that, yeah. but either way. You'd be leaving yeah. people out. Yeah. What? You'd be leaving people out in the right. West, whereas in the East, you're promoting people who maybe... Well, no, know, they are, still have the same people right now. But I'm saying but like, that if you have to select 13 or however many people, sure. or 15 people from... 25 rather than the east where you have 15 to fill and you only need really 10 there we have the same amount of people right now in both yeah, from they the still east and west even. still even yeah, still do even amounts they just draft from that pool it wouldn't be different amount num- like number of people i'm just saying that in the old style it's the same number of people. i'm just saying that if it were to go you know to something like that sure it'd be interesting because right now i mean See. We're just like I'm best, just, I'm just, just like talking about proposals. Just here best players. I'm ready for a proposal. I'm ready for a proposal. Ready for a proposal. Okay. So you don't you think it needs to be improved then, Dill? So okay, I think the skills challenge is not very fun to watch. Yeah, that was they made it kind of fun with some of the shots they took, yeah, but I mean, it like was pretty boring. Those were because you know those guys are characters. You know right. they're they're entertaining us like Doncic right. with the three and <clears throat> Trey Young's uh, you know three point ability like trying to shoot from deep and then like Tatum you know going from half court. But that's not the actual like challenge itself. Like I think the actual skills challenge itself could be more exciting because these guys are very skilled and. I think the thing that they need to improve the most is kind of what you were saying with the, you know, not having the best competition in the dunk challenge, Doge, is that if they were to somehow bring in more stars or bring in more people, I think that if they had more people, if they had eight individuals, right, like they used to at one point when they had, you know, eight people would go and the top four scores would advance and then the top two would go to the finals. I think that if you did... A, an eight-person bracket, one v one, and you had something where it was like a two dunk scored, you know, between each of them, you know. So you had like two scores added, you know. And then I think that they needed to get something back with the, like time, because I think that with them having so much time and like missing dunks, like I think that they'll be more prone to trying to hit on like their first dunk, whereas like you know they'll know if they hit. 
or if they miss their first three, they're going to be rushing for their next one. You know what I mean? Sure. I think uh, for the dunk contest specifically, they should like since they can't do college kids because like oh that would be so fun. Like why not bring up some G League guys? Like do like half G League, half NBA. Like there's that way. There's a little pride involved. Like you don't want to get beat by some G League guy. Like if you're in the NBA, you know. So like make it a little more competition. If you do, then like that's sweet for the G League guy. Like he's making a name for himself. Right. Check this guy out. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of how Zion got on the scene, right? He's just like a dunking YouTube guy. Yeah, in high school, yeah, for sure. Right, and then it became into like, wow, he's actually kind of good at basketball too. Right. Yeah, I remember the first real highlight, like clip I saw go viral of Zion was when he threw like a seventy-yard pass on the football field. I was sure. like, oh, this dude is a monster. Right. <laughs> and just then a... I watched him play basketball, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So, I don't know, it'd be a cool experience both ways, so I could, you know, that'd be cool. Right. Either way, the, definitely that day of events could use a little tuning. Three-point contest, I think, should be the last thing of the night. Not the dunk contest anymore, because the three-point contest, I think, is more entertaining with how good everyone is at shooting now. Yeah, Yeah, but, like, the dunks just have that, like, showstopper. That's true. What if they just put, what if they just toss more money in the ring for the dunk contest? Just big, big prize, big purse, if you will. Then, like, more of, like, the top guys will go. Right, like, then, like, hey, you make it, like, I don't know. So I'm saying more stars, you know. Make it, you make it, like, two mil. What is it right now? I think it's 250,000. Make it 500K and then a No, bump it, you gotta make it. And a car or something, or, like, I don't know. Make it more, dude. Make it so people. You could do, like, a Yeah, even, I could do a clean mill, but, like, make it so people want to do it. Just do, like, a. Like one of those million dollars, or cash. even then, like a young guy, like let's say like Tatum or Jalen Brown would have done it. Then don't you think would have been like, oh, for a clean fucking mill, just for to a dunk contest, that would at least get some of the younger stars. Like maybe LeBron would have done it when he was younger, probably not because he didn't want to hurt himself. But I don't know, you know, definitely yeah, I think more enticing. More the more of like the the big time players to go do some dunks. I think that's just more fun to just see them like have to get creative with it, right? Like, what do you do when we're not watching? Just specialize in dunks. Right. I don't know. What kind of stuff? Right, like, I don't care if LeBron's just doing a windmill. Like, it's LeBron doing a windmill. Like, that's worth 40 points to me, at least, you know? Yeah. Because it's going to be so freaking powerful. Right. And if they get, like, one of their boys to, like, throw it off the backboard and it gets, like, a spin in there, too, like, that's nasty. Right. No, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. Like you said, it's so, it's so powerful. And, like, some of these guys that are just great dunkers but maybe don't have, like, the different, like, little tricks, they're just so, like, clean when they do it, though. It just looks right. Nice. I totally it's agree. Aesthetic. I <laughs> totally agree. If J. Cole could have knocked down that dunk after that was Dennis sweet. Smith, man. That would have brought the house down. Yeah, that would have been sick. He was so close. Uh, he was so uh, close. Just, I think if he would have gotten a heads up, he probably could have because it looked, I guess, Dennis Smith didn't tell him. I don't know. Oh, I thought he just went for it. I didn't think it was Dennis's idea. No. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Dennis would have told, like, J. Cole ahead of time he was going to bring him out, maybe J. Cole would have been like, okay, like, I'll wear something where I can maybe try to, like, 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 dunk this. Because he had, like, sweats and a hoodie on, you know? Yeah. All right. Either way, I want to say I like the new All-Star format, like you were saying, Doge. Because of the pickup feel and the draft, I think that was like 
awesome the televised version where you're just like I can't believe Giannis is picking these guys and LeBron's team it looks like this and then Giannis's team is up really big and you're like what the heck is going on and then LeBron's team comes back like you knew they would <clears throat> so we're feeling and like all the points we've mentioned like I just I like it more than the East versus West just because of how some of those games have been where like the West has just beat the shit out of the East by a ton I feel like it takes you back to you know when you first start playing you know, basketball and you're playing pickup basketball and you're picking teams and just trying to go out there and just have a good game, you know? Right. Just go out there and compete, yeah. play some good basketball. Right. I mean, at their level. Just like you, different. like, roll into the gym and it's like, all right, who you got? And it's like, I'll take Steph Curry, pick number one. Yeah, you just have A+. Plus and you're like, okay, Giannis just taking Steph. Here we go. One thing I loved about this year's All-Star was having, like, D-Wade and Dirk. Just deep, so nice. deep, wet Dirk. Dude, oh, it worked, yeah. too. I was uh, I was at a Roosters, like, halfway on my way back to Cleveland. Sure. And I went and caught a meal with Adam Kopis. Um, <laughs> Legend. <laughs> He's been on the show. You know, listeners. Friend, Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Dude, when Dirk hit his, like, third three in a row from just deep, he and I were, like, falling over each other. We were so stoked. Yeah, dude, we were going nuts. To see him just with the wet ball in the All-Star game with all the, like, the, like, like guys in their prime now. It's just Dirk. Just cash. I don't know if you've noticed, too, like, he's been missing a lot in the regular season, too. It's like... Him to just be straight cash in the All-Star game is so perfect. Like, it was, awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> Except for, obviously, three-point contest. But, like, he was never going to win that. He's too old for that. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to watch those Certainly. guys. Certainly. See Wade throwing the, the alley-oop off the backboard to LeBron. I wonder, do you think they're going to do... I mean, obviously, those guys are pretty, like... Interesting, like, are like big name dudes that are probably retiring soon. Do you think they're going to do something like that every year with like players that like might be like you know hanging the boots up? Like, or do you think just kind of like one time, like, hey, let's get Dirk and Dwayne in here just because? I think if you have two players that are like at that level in the same year, they're kind of retiring, they like legends, obviously, like. You gotta make the exception for it, but I don't say I don't think there's gonna be two guys like that every single year. Like let's say like a uh, Mello, like what if, what about Mello and somebody else here soon? I'm trying to think of somebody and like, you know, like potentially that would be one. I don't know, dude. Like Mello would be nice, but like he's not even playing for anybody right now. I know. What is that? Just stinks. It's just bullshit. That's what it is. <laughs> If he would already be on the Lakers if the Anthony Davis trade went through, they would have all those roster spots. To yeah, they have a billion over. spots to have, oh, fill. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, no one else wants to sign him. Like that's where he would go. The Lakers may even wind up just cutting someone to still get him. But like, I just I don't know. He's just not going to play right now. I guess it's so weird. He better come back next season because he can't just retire. Like that can't be the way he goes out. Like I'll be so I'll be so fucking mad. That'll be so beat. Uh, all right. Moving on to topic three. We can't dwell on Mello. <laughs> Brutal. Which team do you think needed the all-star break the most? I'm going to go first here. I think it was the Rockets. So James Harden's had a couple comments recently, especially one in the all-star game, which Steph said. I don't know if you guys heard this. 
where James was like, I can't do it all like myself. I'd rather be playing like more like beautiful basketball or whatever. So like, I think the Rockets needed a break. James Harden needed a break like to rest his back since he's been carrying the team. And then Capella and Chris Paul needed a little bit of break to get healthy. I know Paul came back right before the break, but even more rest for those guys was important. So I think the Rockets definitely need it so they can make a run to try to, you know, potentially go to the finals here. So we'll see. Doze, what yeah. about you? I think the team that needed it the most, whether or not it has actually helped them, is yet to be determined. But I think the team that needed it the most was the Los Angeles Lakers. Sure. You know, like for leading up to the trade deadline, nobody knew who was still going to be on the team. Yeah. Now all the rosters are locked in. Like, this is who you're working with. Like, take a break, figure it out, come back. You guys need to make the playoffs. You have LeBron. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, Kuzma had that MVP in the Rising Stars Challenge, which Trev called uh, last episode. Yeah. Yep. Shots um, up. That just shows he's a great tool to have in this arsenal. Yeah. LeBron's saying once Lonzo gets back from this injury, that's going to help the team out huge. It probably will. You know, if they can just pick up some momentum. I think they are a playoff team. Like I, <laughs> I know they are a playoff team, but they just have to get it together. They know who's like on the squad now. Just go and figure it out. Sure. Big D, what do you think? So, I agree with both of those. I think that both of those teams needed mm-hmm. something um, a little bit for different reasons. Um. I think, honestly, I think your Celtics needed it, too. I don't think so. We were rolling for a little bit there. We missed. We had a couple that we slipped up. but Yeah, but I just think it was good for you guys just to have a couple days away just to kind of re- regroup. And everyone, just, everyone just get the hell away from each other for a little bit? Yeah, you just kind of have that, like, you know, brotherly where you're just around each other too right. much. You know what I mean? I know what like, you mean, yeah. Um, no, I thought about saying them, just, too. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I know. That's why I was trying to bring it up because they you got to face it. You got to face these facts, Teach. Oh, we're know? fine. Facts but are the facts are we're fine. I think that between them and the two teams that you you uh, previously mentioned, I think those are the teams that I'm looking at throughout right. the league. Sure, I'm trying to make sure I'm looking last minute, make sure I don't forget anybody else. But I think everyone else is kind of just yeah. You gonna say I don't know. Who else would have needed it, potentially? Everyone else like, seemed pretty... I think they're playing pretty well. No, uh, yeah. I I think those are the teams that definitely needed it, for sure. Sure. All right, then. Cool. Moving on to quarter two. It is the MLS opening weekend. And guess who's in the MLS, Doge? Oh, man. Uh, it's, a bit, it's a tough question. Oh, man. You- Tell me, uh, who are you going for here? Well, David Beckham has this team that's soon. They're coming on soon, but it's not them. That's why I hit. It's FC oh, freaking Cincinnati, baby. We're in the MLS. We're kicking it off this oh. weekend against Seattle. We're going to preview that later. First topic here, though, we're going to rapid fire a little predictions for the FCC's inaugural season. So we're going to go around the room, give our X Factor, Golden Boot, most assists. And just any other little tidbits you might have for the team here. So, Doge, I know you're itching to talk, FCC. What do you got? So, I know we wanted to, to talk some X-Factors, like Golden Boo, most assists, um, who we may have, you know. Um, I'm just I'm just hyped for all the new additions. It's going to be tough to make these predictions, but uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing how the new guys work out. Um, I feel like the X-Factor... 
as far as like who will be the the biggest like effect right away is going to be our new uh, goalkeeper Titon. Is that yes. how you pronounce it? Shimishlav Titon. Oh, Shimishlav Titon. Shimishlav Titon. I got it pulled up right here to make sure. Oh, yeah. Shimmy says no. Shimmy says no. He'll be the huge X Factor. He's played at top level leagues in Europe, uh, Bundesliga, my favorite league being one of them. Um, so, I mean, he'll be a big factor. You need someone that has that experience seeing those quality looks because the MLS is going to have better shot opportunities than some of the USL guys that these defenders have faced. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. But um, the gold boot, I'll have to give to Adi. Yeah. And assists. Um, believe it or not, you know, he plays forward. He took a lot of shots last year, but I'm going to give it to Ledesma. Sure. Gonna, okay. going to take a good role and, and get some good passes into the homies. Uh, use some of those new tools to, to create some finishing moves, but Ledesma always seems to find his way into to those attacking opportunities, so I'll give the assist to him. Sure. Um, I'm going to have to go with the X factor for me is going to be our defense. I think we're going to be really strong on the defensive side. MVP going to be Teton, like you were saying too, Doge. I'm going to uh, double down on the golden boot with Adi as well. He's going to put a lot in the net for us, be a big target up there. And I think the assists are going to come from Corbin Bone, the Bone Zone, baby. I think he's going to drop a lot into Adi and uh, give create a lot of chances for him. So really looking forward to that. Um, hoping they connect a lot this season. Big D, what about you? <laughs> so... It's funny because I swear that I didn't look at who you guys had for these. Yeah, whatever, man. So I also, as a goalkeeper, I had to go at the goalie. Sure. I Jimmy? had to go. I had to go at Teton. So I think that with a strong goalkeeper, you can have a strong defense. Yeah. Which then goes to a strong midfield. All right. Which can then have a strong attack. You build from the back. There we go. So I'm really looking forward to him uh, and kind of seeing how the defense plays because I know that we have a couple defenders that we picked up that are key, some prime demo. Uh, now, I think that it's interesting because the golden boot, I'm going to go with the midfielder here with Amaya. Oh, okay. I think that they're going to play a lot through the midfield and yeah. have a lot of uh, I can see that for sure. a lot of offensive goal opportunities through the midfield with the forwards kind of being the assist. Sure. So I feel like Adi is going to have the most success. Which sure. he, I was looking kind of like, you know, career assist wise, like who are some people on the, you know, the team historically that are able to place the ball where they need to place it. And, uh, you know, he's up there for the top. So. Certainly. So I have. Okay. Sure. I like it. <clears throat> I like it. Topic number two, gentlemen. The opener. Not the home opener, but the opener. FCC versus Seattle. Who you got? What are your keys to the games for both teams? Doge, we'll go to you first. What do you got? Um, I see this winding up in a tie. I would love FCC to take this W. but um, And I think I'd be happy with a tie. You know, opening oh, yeah. up the MLS. Oh, know. yeah. Uh, not taking the L right away. Um, I think FC just needs to, you know, they have a bit of a swagger about them, but I don't want them coming out too confident. They need to treat it like it's a U.S. Open Cup game because, you know, that's going to be the kind of competition that they're playing now. Oh, yeah. All the time, yeah. Uh, so Seattle's a tough place to play, too. That's like a really tough stadium. It's like, so hard to play the there. NFL, but like, 
they show up for Sounders games too, so like that's going to be a noisy place. Yep. Um, it'll be a tough place, but since he's used to having the big crowd, hopefully they show up. Um, one goal I would say for Seattle is to watch for the FC Cincy counterattack. You know they're gonna they're gonna work to get that ball, and then when they do, they're gonna run with it. So um, you know, hopefully, like we said, Shimmy will will get some good saves, and that'll turn into some some good looks the other way. But uh, yeah, I see this ending in a two two tie. If I sure, <clears throat> I like that prediction. Very smart. I will go. Um, I'm going FCC wins here. I'm I'm homering all the way this season, boys. <laughs> Two to one. I think Seattle's going to score first here. I think they're going to set the tone. I think the crowd's going to get nuts. Going to really test FCC. But I think we're a good team. I think our defense is going to hold strong after that. And like you said, our counterattacks are going to be potent. I think, and I think that's really going to work for us. And we're going to get two goals here, um, and take the take the win. So my X factors for FCC are going to be to remain calm in this, you know, this tough environment uh, that Seattle brings, like you were mentioning, Doge, and to really communicate and hold strong on defense because I think that's going to be one of our biggest challenges this season is just um, really building chemistry from in the back. And then for Seattle, I think it's going to be to take advantage of some of those mistakes or communication errors that we might have and to just really keep pounding on the door until uh, they eventually get something in the net, which I hopefully they don't. But <clears throat> I got two to one win for FCC. Big D, what about you? This is how I see the game happening. Okay, break it down for me. It's going to be a real quick start as far as both teams are going to uh, be a little bit, a little bit uptight, but they're going to be having some defensive breakdowns. I think that Seattle. Um, might have that first goal, like you said, T. Sure. Kind of a little bit of a wake-up call for FC, but I think that the game's still going to be, you know, kind of back and forth as far as breakaways and a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of quick play there. Sure. And I think that FC is going to actually come out three-two in a thriller. So I oh. think it, I think it's going to be a three-two thriller. Three-two thriller. Okay. But I think that it's going to be 2-2 for a long period of time where there are no goals scored. Okay. And then it's something kind of crazy at the end. Um, like you some know, Jimmy McLaughlin magic, maybe? Just something where, you know, maybe you get a late sub. Bring Super some, sub. Bring some heat to it. Next thing you know. Let's bring the heat this weekend, boys. I love it. <clears throat> We're all going homers, as we have to. Um... Topic number three, then, if we're going to stick to being homers, I think. I don't know. We'll have to see what you guys think. <laughs> Who do you have in the MLS Cup? I am going strictly homer, pure, fun value, LA Galaxy versus FCC. Give me Zlatan. Give me him against the boys. I want to see it go down. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see what happens this season. But I'm sticking with that till anyone tells me otherwise. Doge, what about you? That would be super fun to watch. <laughs> oh, man. I, I wanted to put LA Galaxy in FC, and uh, I just had a feeling someone else was going to say that, so I mixed <laughs> mine up a little bit. Sure. Um, but I I am going to say FCC, just because I am a homer, and I think <laughs> they just... Oh, dude, the home... the home. We're going to the finals, though. You know we are. The home crowd's yeah. going to carry us, baby. We're going to show up, so like we're just going to have a good amount of wins at home, and I think we'll be able to surprise some people in our in our success on the road, too. So I 
I, I can see it. that being a possibility that they make the final. I can see um, it. The team that I would have coming out of the West to face them, uh, I won't say the Galaxy, but I think I'm going to go for the repeat uh, from last year and Ooh. have the Timbers out there. Our home opener, sure. Our home opener, correct. Wow, the Timbers, I like it. Yeah. I could see that too, for sure. They're good. Big D, what about you? Just so happens to be oh, that I also have. Let's MCC. go, boys. Come home. And here's why. Why not? Because we believe. Right. I think that Big night, unite, baby. I've been to a soccer game before, okay? Oh, I've yeah? been to their games before. <laughs> if you haven't, you should. You need to. And I cannot wait for there to be an MLS team in Sin City playing at Nipper up until their new stadium is finished. New stadium's going to be lit. Because we haven't seen anything like that. And there's a huge Cincinnati soccer population. Should be electric. So, I mean, if you want to talk about just a great experience, I think that people are going to be crazy, regardless if they have alcohol in them or not. Sure. I think that that's going to be there regardless, and I think it's going to be so fun to watch. Um, and I think they're going to feed off that. And I think they understand that. Oh, yeah. Like, the the players who've talked about it really enjoy it so far. Yes. Or have, you know, if they... If they're really excited. Experience. The event that I went to, I went to, like, uh, the jersey reveal, which was sick. Our jerseys are dope, by the way. All the players are like, yeah, we can't wait to play for this home crowd. Like, it's really exciting. Like, they were all, like, pumped. And then uh, Garza was like, yeah, I'm the magic... Uh, Magic touch for expansion teams since the two expansion teams that he's been on have won uh, League uh, Cup titles. So I'm really looking for him to make that uh, another yeah, thing. Keep that streak alive, I guess it was in their first two seasons, but let's just get it over with and get it done the first season. Do you think that was in his contract? Yeah, it is, actually. Okay. It is in his contract. <laughs> okay. That's or else we have to get rid of him, I think. Sure. <laughs> so along with FCC. Yeah. I'm going rematch first game of the year, baby. Oh, going well season opener, sure. I think that they're also a pretty solid team, and I think that they're. Uh, We're gonna find out, I guess. I think that it's gonna be. I don't know. I just. I, have I think this, that I know. I agree. I think that could definitely be a matchup as well. I just have this script written in my head, and okay. that and that <laughs> has to happen for the script to be correct. Okay. Hey. Hollywood Dill is what they say. That's what they call me. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. All right, Hollywood Dill, take us into halftime. Tell us where we can find all the Cheap Seats Network stuff now that we are done here with our second quarter. All right. For halftime here, we're pulling a little handle update. Oh. No changes. Ah. Pretty crazy, guys. Facebook. Four words. The Cheap Seats Network. Go ahead and check us out there. Also on Twitter, at The Cheap Seats SN. That's The Cheap Seats SN, folks. Folks, sure. The Cheap Seats SN. Doge, people out there listening, they probably just want Clubhouse stuff. Like We know that's what you guys want, but we have to give them the Cheap Seats stuff. It's in our contracts. Just kidding. <laughs> we want to. We want to share the stuff, but... Where can they find just the clubhouse stuff, Doge? Yeah, if you go on to Facebook, you can find us at the clubhouse. So clubhouse is just one big word. You can find us at Twitter at clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Chiefs Heats Network. And then Instagram, the clubhouse underscore TCSN 
we'll post after this episode uh, once it's getting ready to, to drop. So keep your eyes out there. Uh, every week we'll be posting that way. So just give us the follow and, uh, and keep your eyes out for us. Sure. All right, everyone. That is going to bring us into our third quarter. We're going to talk about the MLB offseason. And uh, we got some big news. Some big money. Some big years. Big Manny Machado. Johnny Hustle, as they like to call him, I believe. Um, <laughs> no, they don't. They definitely don't. He signs with the Padres. 10 years, 300 mil. Do the math, folks. That's 30 mil a year. He's getting paid. He's 26 right now. That means when he's 36, he'll be making 30 mil. So that is an interesting contract. What do you guys think about that? I'm going to go with uh, go with you, Dill. What do you think? I think he'll be good. For a little while, he'll be fine. I don't know what. Yeah, he's I, not gonna, I don't think he's gonna make a difference. In I my don't, opinion, I think that there's a lot more that they have to do in order to make a difference. Right. I don't think that himself can do anything on right. that team. Like you would need an ace pitcher that doesn't allow anybody to score for their, you know, because they haven't had offense. I think what did they say? They didn't have. I don't know something about. I forget. Yeah, I forget what it was from the third to, base. Some oh, sort of yeah. offensive. Uh, statistics for 21 years and you know for him to hopefully come in here and bring a little bit of offense and a bat to the team sure you would hopefully say with their number one farm system that they'd be good in a couple of years yeah so in his 10-year span are they going to be better than where they are now probably in sure. 10 years during his last season are they going to be better i doubt it yeah but yeah. maybe things are completely different they will be um, you know, kind of how the Warriors are complete, complete franchise right now. Whereas ten years ago, uh, they weren't much of anything. Sure, we'll see. I don't know. The last thing there, I think I saw stat I saw was the last team to spend this much money on two players in the last two off or like in two consecutive off seasons was the Cubs with Lester and then uh, Jason Hayward, and then it was the Yankees with. Um, CC Sabathia and A Rod, I think. And so the difference, if you can't tell, is that the two teams that won the World Series, the Cubs and the Yankees, within the next season or two, got a pitcher, an ace pitcher. And whereas the Padres just got two hitters. So I don't know if this is going to work out. I'm not a huge Manny Machado fan. I don't, I wouldn't want to build my team around him just because of the stuff he said and like kind of the way he carries himself. But He's going to be a good hitter, and, like, you know, he'll definitely make them better, but I don't see them going to the playoffs because of Manny Machado. Doge, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree. Um, I just really don't see them being a win-now product. There were 30 games under 500 last year, and, I like, I feel like you just need to be able to try to recruit more talent and, like, stars to come in and play. And I think if you want a player to draw that kind of attention from other stars, like it's not going to be Machado. He's no. got like that. Right. He got that like negative reputation last year of being like a dirty player. Like I wouldn't want to go play with him. Right. Like I don't want to go play for the Padres either. They were the worst team in the NL or the yeah. They were the worst team in the West last year in the NL West. Like, uh, I just I don't see what what's really going on there. I mean, they locked him in for ten years. If they think they have a ten year plan where this can be a good signing, then by all means, like, all the power to them. It just doesn't really make that much sense to me at this time. 
I don't know. I think for Manny, it makes sense because he got his money for the Padres. I think it's just oh, something. Sure. I think for the Padres, it's just something to just make the fans feel happy a little bit. But I just think it's going to come back, and we're going to look at this in like three or four years and just be like, geez, this is terrible. Like, I don't know if we necessarily look at the pool holes deal like that, but like, it could be worse than that. Like, we're just you're like, dang, he's so old now. He's not even good. Like, pools is still kind of decent, but. He didn't make the impact like he wanted. Like the Angels haven't been like in the World Series or you know whatever. So I don't know. They've been. They've had so many injuries there, though, man. Right, and I'm not saying like it's he's like, the reason either. You know, right? But, like let's just say one player can't make the complete difference, right? Which is the similar right. what I'm saying. Other so, than I think a pitcher, but yeah, well, yeah. If you bring in Clayton Kershaw or you bring in Baumgartner, yeah, you're gonna make an impact for sure. Right. Some people who can sling right. it, but <clears throat> I don't know. Not a position player. Not a guy who doesn't like to run to first base. Like, I don't know. Moving on to topic two, a guy who likes to run to first base because he likes to touch them all, Bryce Harper. Where do you guys think he's going to go, or where would you like him to go? Um, Doge, let's bring it back to you. What do you think? You know, I've been saying this. I think he lands in Philly. Yep. There's just something weird about him taking this long that I think there's just going to be some strange out-of-the-blue team that just comes in and sweeps him up. That they just like figure, you know, we, we'll just give you this much money. Come on and play for us. Come on, let's go. Let's get this done. We're in spring training. Like, I feel like there's a bit of urgency there. Like, maybe not for him, but for some other teams to maybe be like, maybe we're still in this. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I I still think he'll go to Philly, but it is weird that it's taking this long. But it's taking this long for a lot of other players too. So it's just been a weird off season. Yeah. It has been a weird, like, yeah, like, Machado's been the first guy to sign, I think, or, like, first guy who, who's been relevant. So, like, it's been weird, like, definitely a weird offseason. Some people have said some collusion BS, but I don't know. We'll see. I agree, Doge. I think he's going to be um, <clears throat> on the Phillies. I'd like to see him go to the Yankees, just to add more star power to that lineup and just really juice up that Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, just to make that fun, but... <clears throat> Just have an all-star team there? Right. Just freaking dingers on dingers on dingers all day long. Oh, that'd be so much fun. But um, I know he just met with the uh, Phillies owner in Vegas recently in Bryce Harper's hometown of Vegas. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm thinking he's going to be a Philly, but we'll see. Big D, what do you think? It's definitely becoming time. It's time to sign. For a contract. Right. Like, he needs to find somewhere to be. Right. Um, first team I thought of, don't know if this is possible or relevant, but first team I thought of when I said, or asked myself, where should Bryce Harper go? And I thought of the Cubs. I believe they said they're done spending, but I'm not sure. So I don't know if that's totally possible, but that's the team that I thought. I was like, you know what, that's a team that kind of needs, you know, a little refresher. Right. Something kind of just to simulate their lineup and kind of, uh, bring. I mean, he's definitely a, a source of energy himself, right. just as a person. Um, whether it's positive or negative, hopefully it can be positive you know, moving forward. But I think towards the end in the Nationals, it was a little bit negative with how people are viewing him and like kind of how just the PR, I guess you could say, as far as like the interaction with fans or sure. whatever. Like people were not always happy with how he was acting there. Right. Sure. <clears throat> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Definitely going to change uh, the baseball landscape. I want it to happen so. soon. Just yeah, I'd like to I see it happen know. soon. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. 
We're on topic three. We got buyer's remorse here. Maybe. Doge? Sonny Gray scratched from his first spring start. Should we be concerned? Just signed a pretty big extension. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, no worries yet for me. Come opening day, if he hasn't had any starts in spring training, I'm going to be like, yo, why didn't we know about this? What's going on? Right. Why did we sign this extension? But, I mean, it's the beginning of spring training. Like, Clayton Kershaw is taking throws off. Like, you know, right. the, Yankees, the Yankees went into the postseason. Like, they played longer seasons than other teams did. Like, he may just need that extra little bit of break, you know. So, I'm, I'm not that worried about it. Talk to me on opening day, and we'll, we'll see where he is. Right. I'm right there with you. I'm not worried at all. I'd rather him rest it now than try to force it and be more injured where it when the season actually counts. So, yeah, take a, take a seat in spring training. It doesn't matter to me. Big D, what do you think? I think that, you know, right now there's nothing to worry about. Moving forward, if this continues into the season, kind of like with what Doge said, sure, you know, if yeah, he can't make any starts here and this is just something that, you know, it's just like a lingering injury. I think it was just stiffness, though, right? So, like, that can be something that lingers, though, you know, for sure. You like, stretch because, him out. You gotta, he's got to warm up a little more. Maybe yeah. he got to pull, pull you. Yeah. I mean, Take more time. I, I, I used to pitch, you know, I know all about warming up. Sure. That's why. Probably why it takes so long. I would have my own routine, and I took about 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour to get ready. Uh, the coaches didn't you know, say anything to me about it because I went out there, I performed, and I did my thing. Sure. And I think that a lot of pitchers – I mean, I think every pitcher is like that. And if this continues into the season, I think there's something to worry about. But without injury, I think he'll be you know, a 12 to 13, 14-win pitcher. Sure. So like to see that. if he can become healthy – I think he'll be fine. Sure. Hopefully he's healthy. That's no doubt. <clears throat> All right, folks. We know you've been waiting. It's time. Friendly wager. Quarter four. It's it's, it's one of my favorite part of the shows recently. I've, I've been enjoying doing this. So let's bust out the odds. We've got friendly wager. Give me who you think Lev Bell's going to go to based on these odds. So we've got three to one odds. He's going to the Jets. 9-2 odds will be a Raider. 13-2 odds for both the Eagles and the Bucks. So your boys' team's in there, guys. Or your backup team, I guess. Since yeah, you my backup there. team. My backup team. That was just backup team's Tampa. I grew up a Tampa fan. Yeah, get out of here. I was, I was saying, like, your boys, not my boys. Okay. Not okay. me. That's what I was saying. Because right, like like you're Eagles. Your Eagles are I have no affiliation Kyle to Kyle Wagner, Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey hanging in my, my closet back at my parents' house. Oh, I certainly have a customized uh, TJ Butler Eagles shirt. So that was going to be my boys oh, yeah. to the 13th. Yeah. yeah. You all okay. have your throwback fandom. Exactly. When you're kids, you're like, yo, give me some McNabb, give me some T.O. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. Sorry, Dish. I'm thinking... <laughs> Dill is going to tell me where Lev Bell is going to go here in three, two, one. I, I've been saying for a long time. A long that, time. That Le'Veon Bell on the Buccaneers makes a lot of sense. Sure. 13 like, to 2 odds, you slapping money down on Like it? going back when Fitzpatrick was, you know, no dimes out there. Right. They didn't have any run game, and he was having 450 yards passing. If you have some sort of run threat – and a pass threat, too. Yeah. Oh, no, well, no that's doubt. what I was going to say. Is that not only that, but he also adds to your passing game. Um, and he's definitely an upgrade from uh, who he had with, what, Peyton Barber. I don't, I don't even want to remember their names. They were so bad yeah. with my fantasy because I, I actually drafted. Doug Martin was okay until he got he hurt. The and then now he's. Huh? Didn't they move him to the Raiders, right? 
Um, yeah, but Peyton Barber. Yeah, he was definitely there. Yeah. Um, Martin, though, when he was on the team, he was good for a little bit, and then he kind of wigged out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that the Bucks make a lot of sense. But I think the Jets and the Raiders don't really make sense as far as a Le'Veon Bell only has probably, what, four-ish years left in the NFL if you you know take it to the normal running back. Sure. So I don't think those are going to be teams winning in the next couple of years. I think the Bucks have a much larger chance along with the Eagles. Right. Even though they have the worst odds, which is interesting. Sure. Interesting. In this comparison. Doge, what about you? I see him going to the Jets. Yeah. They have an unbelievable amount of cap, and he's going to be a free agent. They're going to give him the money. I don't know if a ton of other teams will, and uh, I don't know. I think they can be interesting. So I'm totally going to disagree with Dill and agree with you, Doge, because I think they want to get a little weapon for Sammy D, make him look a little bit better since they wasted a pick on him, potentially. Got to give him the check down pass option. Exactly. And Le'Veon Bell just wants his money. So he's not going to go to a team where he's can like, like the Eagles, like maybe he'll sacrifice some snaps or like maybe they won't have the money. Or like I'm sure the Raiders will have the money, but. Right. You like, know, if he cared about winning, he would have went and played for the Steelers, and they would have been dang. Right. Or he'll, like, go to the Patriots, but he won't, because he's going to get paid on the Jets or, like, the Dolphins. But I think it'll be the Jets, and 3-1 uh, to one odds is not bad. So I would maybe take that action, to be honest with you. Um, speaking of another Steeler, Antonio Brown looking for a new team. Here's a couple odds for this. we got 2-1 to one odds, so... Really not, you know, making too much here. It's the San Francisco 49ers for Antonio Brown. 5-1 to one odds for him teaming up with Le'Veon Bell, like Doge and I are saying on the Jets. 6-1 <clears throat> um, odds if they both team up, or just if he teams up with the Oakland Raiders and Derek Carr as a Gruden grinder. And 7-1 to one odds if he goes to uh, save Cliff Kingsbury's job um, at the uh, Cardinals. So... Doge, right back at you. What odds are you taking here? What's the best value? Where do you think AB is going to go? Well, uh, you know, I think that, you know, there's been talks about the Steelers potentially signing on to Antonio Brown and then trading him out. Yep. If, um, if that happens, I don't see him winding up at the Jets. If yeah. he doesn't. So, I mean, does he have years left on his contract? I don't think he does, right? He has two more years. It's actually a pretty nice contract, but he's, like, saying he wants to restructure and get more guaranteed, so we'll see what happens. Right, right that's the thing. The restructuring has kind of thrown it off a little bit to me. But, I mean, the thought, you know, he doesn't have to be traded. That's why I don't think that the Jets are that enticing because, you know, besides picks, I feel like there's not something that would be super – appealing to the Steelers for him to go to the Jets. Maybe that's all you need uh, to toss, though. A couple seconds or thirds, maybe. Because the Steelers are great at drafting, too. Yeah, the Steelers yeah. are good drafters. I mean, that's fair. Um, Not that I think that's where he's going to go. Uh, the Raiders, if we're talking picks, they have a ton of picks. Yeah. Um, but I still don't think Derek Carr's the answer there. Antonio so. Brown would be so Vegas, too. Like, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but I think I like the favorites there uh, of him going to the 49ers. You know, they had that post where they had the yeah um, he posted that yeah jersey and like him hugging uh, Jerry Rice and like yeah it's just 
it's it seems Wild. like that's definitely the favorite. I think that's where he'll wind up going. That's where I see him most likely going to uh, if it happens to be a trade. So. Yeah, I know the Steelers said they wouldn't trade him to anyone in the AFC North or the Patriots, so right. you can rule those teams out, even though Patriots would have been sweet. Ugh. Or he would he would be a perfect fit for this Browns team. They yeah. have so much money, they could pay him in that contract restructuring. And you just get Baker throwing to like Landry and Antonio Brown, and then you have Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. Maybe that's something that they could have offered to the Steelers, like one of those guys, especially yeah. since they're not have Le'Veon Bell. Just like it would have been perfect, but the Browns are just in the AFC North, so we'll just never get him. Right. Too classic. I'm gonna agree with you, Doge. I'm gonna go with the favorite here too. I think it's 49ers for all the reasons you said. Just kind of seems destiny. I think they need a receiver. I think that would make them an instant threat uh, with uh, Shanahan and sexy Jimmy G and Kittle. And, you know, they got Jarek McKinnon coming back and Breda was very good. So just very nice. I think they're going to be good, especially with that. And I think they have some picks they could give up for that since they're kind of in a win now-ish spot, even though they have a high pick. Um, Dill, what do you think? I think the 49ers and the Raiders are the most likely, in my yeah. opinion. I think the Raiders make a lot yeah, of six sense. Six to one odds for the Raiders would be a good bet. I think that makes a lot of sense for me, especially like you said, going to Las Vegas. I think being out in California, West Coast, you know, I think AB kind of likes that. I think yeah. 49ers, though. Yeah, I think he can be flashy there, too. Like but Jimmy G. I don't know. Yeah, and Kittle's kind of like Let's a do it. big game guy, too. I think so. <clears throat> so another friendly wager we got here. So we're going to have to put some money down on this, gentlemen, um, before we get into this friendly wager. But we got 60-1 to 1 odds for FCC to win the cup. Since we all have them in the final, we might as well just slap down a couple of bones on that. And, uh, you know, why not? So let's uh, get together after the pod, get some money down together for that. But do you think we can win 14 games, which is more than likely going to put us in the playoffs Doge. I don't have odds for it, but give me a yes, give me a no, give me an eh, maybe. What do you got? I think we I think we get 14. There's 34 home games. We had to look that up earlier, but there's 30, not home games. Yeah, I was like, total. holy shit, that's so many games. Let's well, go. I don't know if we're getting in with that. <laughs> 34 total games, 17 home games. We talked about how the home crowd is going to show up. I see us winning at least 10 home. <laughs> out of the 17. Oh, dude, I think it's like yeah. more like 15, in my opinion. Right, so if you, yeah, then you hardly have to get any sort of production on the road if, if we're looking at 14 wins being kind of the cutoff there. So right. I'm, I'm confident about that. I think FC gets that. Or like a lot of good ties, too, at home, I'd bet. You know, like get some points still. I totally think we're getting that. I think we're, like we all said, we're, we think we're going to go to the finals, so we got to get to the playoffs. So I think we're going to win more than that. D, what do you are you going to confirm that or are you you backing down? No, I agree. I think that that's a pretty pretty fair statement. I right. think that if we have 17 games at home, we might win 12 outright. Sure. So 12 games at home and then 17 on the road, and then maybe we get like we'll win some games on the road for sure. Maybe six to eight games on the road, so you know that's 18 to 20 wins. Sure. Out of 34. Love that. You know, maybe six or seven ties. And that's playoff worthy for losses. sure. That's playoff home game, I think, which would be 
Be fun. fun. That'd be real fun. So, well, we've all got that. That's gonna be that's gonna be it for our friendly wagers here. So we're gonna have to keep track of that. I think uh, Trevor uh, did the best last weekend for the All Stars. So we'll keep track of that, and we'll get you an updated uh, <clears throat> friendly wager odds here coming up soon. But we're gonna have to swing it around the buzzer for our buzzer beaters. Swing around the buzzer, Doge. What do you got here for your buzzer beater? Where do you want it? And then what do you got? All right, I'm taking two. I'm breaking the rules. Oh, you would. It's because I missed last week. I need, I need an extra one. No, you're right. Quick one. That's a foul and one. Gonna be, it's going to be like a quick like shot, but then someone gets the board, and then they swing it back out again. So sure. quick shot is that uh, Dortmund had been on a little bit of a cold streak. They had a great win this morning, Borussia Dortmund, against uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So get back in that winning train. They still have a three-point lead over Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. Sure. So, Good to see Dorman get back on that wet train. Oh, yeah. Um, but the other thing, and I had to do some research while we were kind of doing this pod, but Cincy just needs pitchers. Yes. And here's the thing. Cincinnati Reds need pitchers. We just need to give Keiko what he wants. Yep. Because, listen, last year we were tied for eighth in the MLB in batting average. We batted two fifty four. We were tied for eighth in on-base percentage. And we added Puig and Kemp. And we're just, <laughs> we retained all these bats. We retained our infield. We signed Sonny Gray. Just give Dallas Keuchel what he wants so we can actually get some W's on the mound. And we can actually put some production in and be a playoff team. The Reds are good enough. Well, and, we don't, and we don't have Homer Bailey just giving up dingers left and right or being hurt all the time. So, like, yeah, well, let's go get Keuchel. Like, come on. Like, we were, we were trying to be in the Real Muto sweepstakes. We aren't paying that salary. Like, we still have Gold Glover, Tucker Barnhart. We have Joey Votto. We have Scooter Jeanette. We have Puig. We have Sonny Gray now. Like, we have all these people. Just make a move. Keuchel's still on sign. Get somebody that's going to win some games for you. Right. So, I totally friends. I know you can hear me. Oh, they're listening, Doge. You know they are. <laughs> all right. So, I'll do my buzzer reader here. A little step back three at the top of the key. Um... Big games this week for some of my favorite teams. You got Celtics Raptors on Tuesday. Marcus Saul being added to the Raptors recently, so I'm excited to see how we fare against them um, with his big presence as well as Kawhi and all the other guys. And then, uh, like you all mentioned, FCC versus Seattle. So looking forward to these two big statement games. And I want to give a special shout out to uh, all the team or uh, all the boys on the Extreme Shockers. So on our Futsal team. We had a big tournament last weekend, came in a runner-up to some people who play, uh, you know, varsity for Xavier and UC. Shouts out to Jack Clark, Grant Brothers, Pedro. Um, they uh, they beat us in the first game, but we kept it close in the second game and uh, only lost 3-2. So brought home a little hardware, Doge, while you were at All-Star Weekend. So we were out here grinding. <laughs> Dill, where do you want your buzzer beater? What do you got for us? Uh, just straight at the top, you know. Oh, just freaking pure. Let me, let me work with it. Sure. Take it. All right, so throwing a little NHL here. Got to throw it up my team fate, you know. They have lighting, baby. Crazy. So looking at the statistics, I'm a big math numbers guy, and looking at the statistics here. So the yeah, Lightning have those advanced analytic guys, right? Right. Oh, all right. Deep numbers. Sure. Forty-seven wins, ninety-eight points, with an eighty-one goal differential, and only eleven losses. Jeez. Not including overtime losses, which you get points for. Right. 
The next closest teams are Toronto and Winnipeg with 37 wins. Boston with 81 wins out of the East. Calgary and San Jose with 83 and 82. Mm -hmm. So Tampa is a plus 15 on the closest point-wise. Calgary is only plus 44 on the goal differential. So the Lightning... Plus 40 on them, or almost, I guess. Are plus 81, and they're plus 44. So they're plus 37 on them. And then Calgary has 16 losses, which is the next closest. Are you trying to say it's your year, maybe? Lightning have 11. I'm just saying that it's, it's... Crazy how across the board they're just everything is is in their favor, which right. I'm I'm loving, but at the same time I don't love because you never know. But last pod I mentioned about how Boston and the Penguins were in the wild card, right? Whereas now we have Montreal and Carolina. Oh, so it's kind of fluctuating a little bit here. Boston has moved up into oh yeah one of the top three. Um, so that way they don't have to worry about the wild card. So they got our division. Whereas sure. the Penguins have slid out. But Ooh. I think that they're going to slide back in. I think Montreal's going to slide out because they've been trending in a poor direction. So Penguins do love a good slide. In the West, last pod, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Vancouver were all in the tops. Whereas now, Minnesota is the first out. Okay. And Dallas is in. Okay. Along with Colorado. Time is ticking away. So there's a couple. Yeah, I'd say there's a couple. Um, Vancouver's completely out now, so it's it's pretty much coming down to Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis. <laughs> That's crazy. That's gonna be a fun run here at the end, though. I'm looking forward to it. There's no doubt. I love some. Uh, who's so right now? Hockey. It ends right now. Who's Tampa got in the first round, or do they have a bye? Um, I have to check. I would say I don't know who they okay. have in the first round. Okay, so I'll have that next pod. Have a, he'll I'll have, have it a, prepared for the next. A bracket filled out for the next pod. Sure. Hey, little hockey talk for the buzzer beater. Gotta love it. A little penalty shootout, if you will. PKs. Sure. Doge, always good to have you, buddy. Hey, it's good to be back. It's a pleasure mm-hmm. chatting with you guys again. Uh, oh yeah! Forward to, to posting this up and getting this out here. Oh so, yeah! March Madness coming up soon too, boys. Can't can't oh, wait yeah. for that. It's about to get it's about to get real hectic. And we're about to have a lot of good sports. Have to pump out some pods for y'all. Gonna be good. Dill, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Love being on. Man. It's a great time. Thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it even more than having these guys on because we would not have a podcast without you, listeners. So thank you very much. This is The Clubhouse.